Unique New York. Unique New York. Okay. Here we go. Let's start. Back for the first time. <laughs> Welcome to DC Podcast. Welcome. I'm Russell. And I'm Sean. And I want you to know that I am firing on all cylinders right now. <laughs> Sean is on his fourth Mountain Dew this morning. <laughs> and I feel great. <laughs> uh, so we just wrapped up a series on abortion. If you haven't listened to him, go back and listen to, yeah. I think we did four episodes on abortion. Yeah. Uh, something we'd wanted to talk about for a while, and we had a lot to cover. So uh, go listen to that. If you are a listener, we'd like to thank you for being a listener to the podcast and yeah. uh, encourage you to go share the content you hear here on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we actually have a blog now. We, we're hitting the big times. <laughs> wow. All Defend right. Defend yeah. and confirm. Okay. All one word. Yeah. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Okay. Defend and confirm dot org. So it's a place where we can host our yeah. content for when we inevitably get blocked on Facebook for sure. offending sure. people who have different ideologies about gender than we do. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying is... <laughs> things are getting pretty serious things are getting pretty serious yeah yeah okay so uh let's jump right in we're going to be talking about social justice today dun 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 okay and we've wanted to talk about this yeah but we have maybe avoided it put it off for a little put it off for a little while so if it, you may not know this if you don't do a podcast but there's a huge uh, pull at I feel this maybe you don't feel this I feel a pull to talk about whatever anybody else is talking about yeah I want to talk about the same stuff that everybody on Facebook is is mumbling about and, and sure. tweeting about and sure. and uh, I want to be relevant yeah however I think sometimes it's wiser and you actually suggested this I'm glad you did it's it's wiser to sit back and let things cool down a little sometimes sure. yeah and uh, specifically with the topic of social justice, I think we needed to kind of collect our thoughts yeah. and make sure we didn't just come out with both barrels ready to go and, yeah. uh, and say something in a way we didn't want to say it or, sure. or get misunderstood or not approach this wisely. Yeah. And that will happen. We will probably not say everything exactly the way we want to. We will most certainly be misunderstood. Uh, but we want to make sure that if that happens, it's not because we weren't prepared on the front end. Right. Yeah. Which means that the five minutes we were running around scatterbrain before getting this podcast going is not going to be the norm. Hopefully not. <laughs> Did I just expose us? Yeah. Okay. So social justice is in vogue. Yeah. Uh, it's a term that you probably wouldn't have heard nearly as much a couple of years ago as we do today. Your your parents probably are not familiar with the term prior to 2000 and. 12. Yeah. Right. So this, this hot topic of social justice, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a flashpoint yeah. for a lot of evangelical Christians. Sure. And of course it goes broader than that. Right. You know, social justice is debated among the secular world, yeah. among people who aren't Christians, just on the right and on the left going back and forth over yeah. whether it should even be a term. And the same, the same issues that we're dealing with, the same questions we're trying to answer in the evangelical world are largely the same questions that non-Christians are trying to figure out as well, too, except for we have to add on top of that, well, if we get this wrong, are we or are we not being faithful to the gospel, which only compounds the difficulty of the conversation. Right. Right. So you just mentioned that this is a difficult conversation. Uh, let's preface this by just kind of walking carefully, feeling our way through this. Why is this a difficult conversation? Yeah. What makes this so challenging? Yeah. I, I think... Uh, <laughs> 
Grant Miller, a fellow elder at our church, uh, he's kind of the the guy who smooths things out, you know. So if if one elder and another elder aren't, you know, on the same page, he'll be the guy to step in and say, you know, I really think you're talking past each other, you know. Uh, and uh, I think that's kind of his go-to thing. But that is more often than not the case, right? When when we're having difficulty uh, in a particular area of conversation, it's in in a particular dialogue about a particular subject. That's three particulars. If you're particularly keeping track. Uh, it's it's because we're talking past each other. And one of the main reasons why we talk past each other is because we don't have shared definitions. Right? Totally. And I've seen really good examples of this. You'll see uh, a brother who is taking a, you know, a sort of pro-social justice position and a brother who's questioning that position or attacking that position. And they're sure. both looking at the same text mm-hmm. or the same statement and saying, yeah, I agree with all that. But because of the assumptions that they have kind of behind the definitions they're using or that they're bringing to the text or bringing to the statement, uh, they're ending up with different conclusions. Yeah, that's right. So that's a good one to start on. Justice, right? When I say the word justice and when you say the word justice and when she says the word justice, do we mean the same thing? Uh, I think uh, there is no Christian, and I say that, it's a big world and the internet's a scary place. But I don't think that there's any Christian out there who would say that we as Christians should not pursue justice. I would hope not. Yeah. I mean, it it seems almost unbelievable that there would be somebody out there who would say, you know, I'm unconcerned with justice. That's Yeah, that's like saying I don't care about truth or goodness or beauty. Sure. We should care about all those things. And justice is something that the Bible speaks about frequently. Frequently, right. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, the debate between Calvinists and Arminians, right? Uh, I still remember the first time I saw the word predestination in the Bible. Uh, it blew my mind, like poof, my face through the back of my head, because all I had ever heard was people use that word as an epithet, right? Like, oh, those are the, they believe in predestination. And then when I ran into the word in the Bible, I had to kind of make sense of it. That's I, not supposed to be there. That's <laughs> not supposed to be there. Uh, so then I realized, oh, when when one side uses that word predestination and when another side uses it, they mean two different things. But my question is, what did the inspired authors of scripture mean right. when they said that? And that's what we need to try to do with the word justice. And we're going to do that at a later time. But uh, some of the different ways that people would define justice. Uh, well, hold on. Okay. I want to answer that question. But but just to, I think this is an important point. Sure. You're basically saying that in order as Christians to have a meaningful discussion about anything yeah. like social justice, we have to begin with the shared belief yeah. that scripture is going to be the standard by which we define what justice is and what Absolutely. justice isn't. Okay. Absolutely. I think I, I I think we assume that because that's how we think. But, we but I'm not sure every listener quite knows that that's where we have yeah, to start. And that's point. super important. Yeah. Because that's immediately how we're going to start talking past each other. Yeah. Especially if you have someone who professes to be a Christian and is getting their definition of justice from somewhere other than scripture. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, brother. Yeah. So you asked, what are some of those definitions? Yeah. What are, what are some of the definitions of justice that you think are uh, in play in this conversation? You know, it's funny. I don't think people have really clear cut definitions of justice in their minds so much, but it's kind of like they know it when they see it. And that, sure. that will... Or they think you, they do. They think they do. And if you back away from that, you can kind of see what definition that yeah. they're assuming. Yeah. Uh, one of those, I think, is a quality of outcome okay. in the world around us. Yeah. So if we look around and we see people who are in poverty, we see people who are... Uh, you know, in jail, you see people who different have, education have levels, different, yeah, different socio-economic yeah. strata. Sure. 
uh, different levels of what you might call classes of people, they look at that and they say, well, that's injustice okay. because everybody should have the same material wealth, the same exact, uh, you know, roughly speaking, the same uh, type of housing, the same education level, the same opportunities and access to healthcare, sure. all that kind of stuff. Sure. And, and, and uh, I think to be charitable to the Christians who would hold that kind of definition, they would kind of derive that from their theology of the Imago Dei, right? They would say, we're all created in the image and likeness of God. And then they would throw an ergo in there. And I don't know if I would go with them on that ergo. Mm. Ergo. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. But you could now say ergo. and er it's Yeah, they would say, well, therefore, we're created in the image and likeness of God. Therefore... X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I think people on the other side of that, which I may have tipped my hand a little bit, would say, uh, uh, I do believe that we're created in the image and likeness of God, but I don't think that that necessarily entails X, Y, and Z. And what we plan to do is to really dig into the text and break down what we think the Bible says justice is sure. and what we think justice isn't. Uh, but for now, we're just doing like an overview. Right. This is the survey of the, of the course. Right. And that is one way people talk about justice. Yeah. Another way is uh, equality of process, right? Okay. So everybody may not end up with the same size house, uh, with the same education, with the same income, with the same uh, uh, community support network, right? But they will all have the equal opportunity to pursue those endeavors or to pursue those outcomes. Right, I'm thinking of uh, a phrase that James uses frequently, impartiality. Mm -hmm. So uh, interacting with other people in such a way, be you know, be it your neighbor, be it the person you're rendering a judgment on, if you're a judge in a court, mm -hmm. or if you're an officer on the street uh, making an arrest or making a decision about that, yeah. you are judging or acting in a way that's impartial. You, yeah. you are treating every human being as an yeah. image bearer of God and in the same way. Acts chapter 6, you're not going to not give food to some of these widows because they're Hellenistic Jews and right. not Jewy enough. Can I say that? Jewy? Well, you know, Hellenistic Jews versus uh, Hebrew Jews. That's probably how they described it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jewy is actually a derivative from the Aramaic. I got nothing. Sorry. All right. Gonna... So there's probably uh, a lot of nuance, a lot of uh, spin-off definitions that come from these, but there's two big categories I think we need to keep in mind as we okay. continue to talk about this. And that the first one is people who view justice as a quality of outcome. Yeah. And they see justice as the result. Yeah. And then there's those who see justice as a process and a quality of opportunity, right. not necessarily result. Right, 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 right. All right. Uh, another shared definition that we may not uh, share is mission. <laughs> Ooh, mission. Right? The mission of God. Mission of the church. Well. Mission of Christians. Sure. It kind of can be whatever you want it to be. Huh. Or can it? Mm. You see what we're doing here? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Um, when I say uh, we have a mission, and when that Christian over there says we have a mission, uh, the we can be different. Mm -hmm. Who, who's the we? Uh, what we mean by mission can be different. Uh, so let, let's walk through some of these uh, Yeah, different, different perspectives. Okay. One perspective. Here's one. Uh, I believe that all Christians including the church, are called to feed the hungry, clothe the poor, care for the widow, uh, rescue those being led to the slaughter, sure. and make society better and render justice everywhere, and that's the mission of the church. Yes. All good stuff. Yeah. D completely devoid of the gospel. Completely devoid of the gospel, <laughs> right. yes. But good stuff, yeah. nonetheless. And, you know, even in that, it's some of that stuff may be a part of the mission of the church, in a sense, but uh, how we go about pursuing it, 
you know, should should the church be involved at, at a legislative level for that? Should it be, you know, so yeah. there's a lot going on there. Well, I, uh, John Chow, who is the missionary that was killed in the North Sentinelese Islands, North, yeah. North Sentinel Island. Uh, I interacted with a, a couple guys on Facebook, atheist, secular friends who uh, were basically saying, interestingly, critiquing him yeah. uh, for his... Uh, his missionary evangelistic view of Christianity and saying, well, I know Christians and they always preach the gospel with their actions, but they don't need words. Uh, It's just completely backwards. Right. And so it's a, it's a different view of Christianity entirely, which is to view us as people who just run around and do good deeds for the world. Right. um, Which we should, Mm -hmm. but the gospel is central to the mission of the church in a way that those good deeds are peripheral or flow out from the gospel. They adorn the gospel and they are the result of the gospel. Right. All right. Now on, on kind of the other end of the spectrum, there's the, uh, we are only going to be about the business mm-hmm. of preaching the gospel. Now, and I'm going to, you know, caricature this as much as possible to make right. it seem as silly as it is. <laughs> we need extremes is, right? to work with. And it's, it's, it's not that far from some people's position. Uh, let the poor people take care of themselves. Yeah. Right. Let the widow, plead her own cause. I sat in a cab once with a uh, Roman Catholic who said, well, you know, like the Bible says, uh, God will help him who helps himself. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say that. Maybe his Bible does. Maybe it does. I don't think you read it. It's in the Apocrypha. (laughs) It's in Bell and the Dragon. Right. But that is a view people hold. Sure. Which is that uh, really we are just here to preach the gospel and wait for the rapture. Yeah, and that's right. The world can, you know, why rearrange deck chairs on a on the Titanic before it goes down? That's right. Which is how they view good deeds and, and justice. Sure. And so when when we say the word mission, it can be over here, uh, nothing but good deeds, good works. Uh, you know, devoid of the gospel. That is the way we preach the gospel. Liberation over here. theology. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then you know when we say mission, there's also the question of well, who's responsible to do what? Right. Uh, some people would view the calls for justice in the Bible to be the responsibility of every blood-bought believer. Every blood-bought believer must be involved in uh, defending uh, babies against abortion. Every blood-bought believer must be involved in... Fighting uh, racism. Fighting racism, taking things to the courts, right. et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, then there's another view, which is that it's... it's that, And that's what they mean when they say the church, mm-hmm. right? When they say the church, they mean every single every Christian. Christian in the world. Right, which that's right. there is a sense with which that... Is true. Sure. The Bible does occasionally speak of the universal church, every yeah. believer who's ever lived. Yeah. But that's always what they mean, correct? When they talk about the mission of the yeah. church, they mean yeah. every believer. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, and then there's and there's another uh, way that that's viewed, which is like the structural church, the organized church it can handle that. The, the clergy mm-hmm. can handle that. I'm the laity. You know, I'm going to come. I'm going to put my money in the coffers. I'm going to do my prayers. I'm going to do whatever... But like you're the clergy, you're right. the professional. That's what you I pay this. you to do. That's right. Right. I yeah. pay the church so that you can hire people to go do abortion ministry and to go, you know, fight in the courts against racism or whatever maybe. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. So more extremes. Yeah, more and, extremes. And these extremes, we, we keep using these knowing full well that there is a spectrum right. that we're talking about. But having these extremes painted clearly as sort of a foil for us to work against uh, helps us kind of feel our way through this conversation. And I think it's useful. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, another de- uh, word that we may not agree on the definition of is racism. Yep. Right? So, Russell, how would your grandparents have understood the word racism? 
as the ideological view that people of a different colored skin than you are inherently inferior as beings. Your grandparents are very articulate people. They were. Yeah. Were. <laughs> no, they are. They are. Oh, okay. <laughs> Soon to will be have been. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and that's and that's sort of it's a throwback to the Darwinian view of mm-hmm. racism that you know, the, the Africans are themselves a slightly different species than us and are an inferior species. And I mean, that's the heart of what racism originally was. Yeah, it grew out of Darwinian worldviews and, and then afterwards eugenics, right. which was that scientific uh, outgrowth of uh, such a terrible worldview. Right? Yep. Uh, okay, another common definition of racism. Racism is something that all white people are born with. Mm-hmm. that gives them an implicit and unconscious bias against anyone else who's not white. Yes. So you can see that if you hold to one definition or another, you're going to approach this problem that we all should admit exists. Uh, you're going to approach it very differently. Right. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to assume very different things about the use of that word. That's going to make meaningful discussion just impossible. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I think that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of it for now on, on words that I honestly, brother, I think if we could just have a shared de- definition on these three words, our conversation would just be so much more productive. I agree. Yeah. But I think what you'll find is when you get into discussions about social justice with people, particularly people who would disagree, you're going to find that they don't, because they don't share definitions, mm-hmm. that that's where the real argument is. Yeah. So when we really get down to it, we're going to be talking about what is justice biblically? Uh, how do we understand racism from a biblical point of view? Yeah. Uh, how do we understand the mission of the church? And if we, But if we can just get to the point where we're looking at scripture to inform our understanding of these terms, yeah. I, I think I agree. I think a lot of the controversy and the, the flare-ups of emotion can hopefully yeah. dissolve. Yeah. Now there's some real dangers uh, in not nailing down common definitions for these words. Uh, one of the main dangers is that uh, language ceases to be potent, right? So like racism used to be a word uh, that was, you know, to be called a racist was a very serious thing. Right. right? When I was a kid, if somebody accused somebody else of racism, it was like, whoa. Now, every white person kind of willingly dons, not every, you know what I'm saying, yeah. uh, can willingly don the label of racist, and that word kind of loses its potency. Now, maybe it should lose its potency, but I'm just saying that if that's one of the things that can happen. Mission cannot really mean anything anymore if every person in the church views themselves as a missionary. Right. Well, and if everything is the mission of the church, then, then nothing, nothing is, is the right. mission of the church. If everyone's a missionary, then no one is a missionary. Uh, another day, yep. so I was going to say, similarly, if every single sin in the world becomes an issue of injustice, yeah, then you've just turned the word sin into injustice, and it's lost the specific nuanced meaning of what justice is. Right, and sin will also and, lose and sin meaning, right? Because it's, it's more than just uh, how we treat each other, it's also how we rebel against God. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, another danger of not getting nailed down definitions is... Uh, well, we've already talked about talking past each other, but um, let me look at my paper here because I have it written down. While you do that, why don't you beat on your microphone with your hands some more? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Rookie. You're probably going to edit this out, aren't you? No. Aren't you? Yeah. So if we don't understand what the problem is, we can't properly address it, 
right? So if if I mislabel something, right, then I don't know how to begin trying to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. So because we it, would all kind of behind all of this argument is stuff that we see in the world that we recognize as a problem. Yeah, there's an assumption between you and I that this does exist and we want to fix it. If we were to do a role play, okay, and if, if, if we were to say we both agree that racism exists, and that's not a role play. You agree? Yeah. Racism exists? Of course. Uh, sin? Exists. Sin, no, r- race, uh, racism. Is it a sin? Yes. Yes, I agree. Should we do something about it? Yes. Yes, okay. Now. But you're on a completely different page than I am in terms of social justice and approach. And well, let's just stick with racism. Okay. Uh, I think racism is something that every white person has that they can't, they can't not have. And so they should be constantly repenting of it. You hold the opposite view, your grandparents view. Right now, if we come together to pursue this problem and to, to resolve it, our, our non-shared definition is going to make it impossible for us to work together. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when we look around the world and have to start identifying where the racism is mm-hmm. or what problems are the result of racism and what problems are the result of something entirely different. Yeah. And as you can see, uh, one of the reasons why people uh, love this topic is because when you try to be as biblical as possible and as careful as possible and as nuanced as possible, it's really boring. <laughs> it's know? super boring. The not so exciting process of coming to shared definitions that doesn't get you uh, likes on Facebook. No. It doesn't get your article shared all over Twitter and the rest of the internet. No, if, if we wanted to get a very loud, very vocal group to cheer us and, and reshare this episode, we could say some... some we would things. just have to pick a side and go yeah, all in. we would just jump in head first. Yeah. We you wouldn't know. carefully wade through scripture and make sure that we're being balanced. Yeah, that's right. And so the odds are that as we continue this series, uh, we're probably going to uh, offend or alienate some of our friends on the left and the right. And uh, it's our prayer that we're being as careful as possible to not do that, but by God's grace, also just accepting what may come as we pursue the scriptures together. And it's also our prayer that in doing that, uh, we may get people to kind of challenge the way that they think about sure. this topic and maybe sure. question some of their assumptions, particularly if those assumptions uh, seem to contradict what scripture says. Yeah, that's right. So give us grace uh, and charity as we try to work through this publicly. That's one of the things about having a podcast is even if we spend a lot of time thinking about these things, we're still thinking out loud. That's right. Right. So the mistakes that we may make categorically or definitionally, uh, they're out there for you to critique and analyze. And uh, you have the privilege of being able to work through this on your couch with your laptop and your underwear. There's there's only so many gaffes I can edit out. <laughs> That's right. So you're going to get a couple. Yeah. So give us grace and mercy and uh, not only us, but also the people in your lives who are trying to make sense of these complicated subjects. Hey, speaking of uh, charitable, balanced biblical approaches to the subject. Yeah. Book you should read. What is the mission of the church by Kevin DeYoung? I didn't get to. Oh, finish your drum roll. I don't want to now. All right. What is the mission of the church by Kevin DeYoung and Greg Gilbert? Very careful. Very nuanced. Very. Very precise. Very biblical. But it's that precision and that careful laying out of their arguments and thoughts on the subject that make it so potent. Yes. I mean, you read this book and there's there's very little room to argue with them because they've carefully walked through scripture and with that as their standard, make some really insightful observations about the mission of the church and social justice and how uh, nebulous those terms can be if you're not careful with them. Yes, nebulous. Nebula. Yes. Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah, read this. Go get it. Amazon. Signing off. Thanks for listening. And I expect this to be a multi-part series, so stay tuned. Let's edit that last part out. 
Oh, okay. Because we already we already said it. We already said it. I don't remember saying. You pull that. this on. Crap. It's okay. 